everybody, I'm Dallas Travers. Welcome to Coaches on a Mission. This is the show where values-driven coaches walk a clear path to profitable and meaningful businesses. So this is the second in a special four-part series where I've chosen some of my favorite, most impactful episodes that I wanna highlight. So we've put this series together because honestly, Like, let's shout it out here, actually. We're 125 episodes in, which is no small feat. And especially if you're new around here, some of these crucial conversations, they're just too valuable not to share with you again. We also want to highlight some of the episodes included in our freshly minted and fully updated quiz results from the Superpower Quiz for Coaches. So if you haven't taken that quiz before, or maybe you just want to check out your new results, please go to dallastravers.com slash quiz now and take the quiz. It'll take you about 45 seconds. Once you've done that, come on back here because today's episode is... Uh, truly such a special one. My guest is Laser Sydney. He is a very talented musician who actually created and produced this wonderful musical last year called Teaching a Robot to Love. Laser is also really good at helping other musicians and creators grow a genuine fan base who actually want to pay for their music and then help these same musicians get paid through successful Kickstarter, Patreon, and crowdfunding campaigns. So I'm going to be honest with you, Laser does not like selling. He's also not that into a lot of the coachy strategies out there. Yet, Laser wants to expand his reach in order to help more musicians make art without waiting for permission. So there's the rub right? How do you build a bigger business without actually selling? How do you build a list without a lead magnet? Laser and I prove it's actually possible during today's episode because when you let go of marketing yourself and instead focus on marketing your stance, the tactics and the strategies, they just don't feel gross because first you've made them your own and more importantly, you have centered your audience. So Laser and I cover a lot during today's episode that I know will be valuable for you. Let me share some of my biggest takeaways. Number one, do your goals belong to you or are they just the thing you think you're supposed to do next? Number two, what do you stand for? In other words, what are the core transformations or benefits behind your work? The reason you do what you do. And number three, how can you use an area in your life where things feel easy as a template for action in areas that might feel more challenging? Those are the key questions we tackle during what is surely one of my all-time favorite episodes. I hope you'll consider your own answers to these questions as you listen along. And with that, please enjoy the show. Hi, Laser. Thanks for coming on the show. Hi, Dallas. Thank you for having me. I am excited to dive in because I just feel like so many coaches I know, they're passionate about their business or about helping people. Maybe not passionate about the business part, actually. Yeah. And then there's these other interests and other passions, and sometimes there's friction there. So I think we're going to address that today. So I look forward to that conversation. I appreciate you bringing it forward. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course. So before we dive in, how's it going? How's it going inside the club for you? Really well inside the club. As you know, I just did my first 
client surge launch. And so I got a bunch of new clients. I have a very full calendar right now, which is awesome. And it was all thanks to a couple of the club members who helped me do some, as you instructed them to, to help me do some test sales calls. So yeah, um, I'm vibing very thankfully, gratefully on the club right now. So, Okay. So we're ticking the box around clients. You're busy, right? You're getting more comfortable selling. So that all sounds good. What do you want to focus on in our conversation today? Yes. So I know that the next step is leveling up and marketing to a bigger group to grow the list. I guess my main issue is that I also am in a band, which is how this all started, right? I, I help other musicians and artists grow their audience and run crowdfunding campaigns. Yeah. But I also have my own band and we're writing a musical and it's really awesome. And part of it is that I'm balancing both of those things right now, but I don't have like infinite time. (laughs) Another part of it is that it just kind of feels weird to me to be, I have like a negative brain. I'll just let it talk. So, but like to like shilling my business in to other people. I consciously know that my coaching is really valuable, but I see other people who are musicians who are selling coaching and it feels gross to me. So I just have a lot of feelings about it. (laughs) Okay. So it doesn't feel, there's something about the marketing piece that just doesn't feel aligned for you. Exactly. Okay. So is it true that the next step in your business is scaling up? Yes. Why? If I keep doing this coaching, I would like it to be more lucrative. I would like it to be slightly less high touch, fewer one-on-one clients and more of the group stuff Mm -hmm. or even like a club kind of situation. Mm -hmm. My program is a course right now. So people could do that self-directed. They don't. So I need to be there somehow (laughs) because musicians, they have a lot going on, but I, I would like to have, be able to serve more people at a time so that I can get paid more and also so that it can reach more people. Okay. Okay. The reason I asked was, and maybe I'm just projecting, (laughs) but I find even in my own business, sometimes I have a certain goal that doesn't belong to me. Mm, Okay. Right. Like, oh, well, I'm at this phase. So the next step is obviously that thing when actually I don't, I don't give two shits about that thing. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, that's really t- interesting, Dallas. I guess it's the next part of the club, so <laughs> I'm supposed to do it, first of all, Dallas said. But also, I think it would be nice to have – I think it would be nice to have a way to grow my list. The list has been growing in various kind of ad hoc ways, and I don't – and the list has also been a really big part of like half of my new clients came from my email list. Yes. But I don't have a way that that is currently growing quickly <laughs> enough yep. that when I launch my list, my my program again in October, that it's going to be enough new people, I think, yeah. to fill my program again, even, yeah. if it's, even if I'm going with the same number of clients and not yeah. expanding. Okay. So I heard two things. The first one is, no, I've given this thought. I want to make more money in my business. I want to be able to help more people without necessarily only working one-on-one or in an intimate setting. I yeah. My knowledge can support that. So you've thought through that piece. It's not only because it's the next module inside the 
program. Yeah, I think so. You've definitely planted a seed there for mm-hmm. sure, Dallas, because I don't think my program is a self-directed class, but mm-hmm. I do think that there is a less high-touch version than now. And I think that instead of having two, I have two small groups right now, having like three or four would be really nice. Yeah. Okay. It's just easy to be a good student and <laughs> suddenly find yourself on the path yeah. of like toward an objective that isn't really yours. So I wanted to check in on that. So what I'm understanding is there is a desire to generate more revenue in the business. There yeah. is a desire to help more people and also have perhaps more ease in filling your programs. Yeah. And that comes with a bigger list. That's definitely true. Yes. Yeah. 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 We see it inside the yeah. club, people who launch and then launch again and the numbers are less. I ask, well, has your list grown since you last launched? And the answer is usually no. So, okay. Okay. So how clear are you on what you want the scaling up part of your business to look like? That is not as clear as it could be. I will Mm -hmm. say that. I feel like I have a billion ideas for programs and how I could change mine. But at the same time, I'm like, this program is great and it works and I don't need to change it. <laughs> like I kind of hear yes. you saying that a lot, like what, if it's not broke, why do you keep changing things? So this program works really well for people. And I don't know that I need to change the actual content of it. I'm wondering if instead of every week, it's every other week. I think that honestly, that's a really good idea because people are getting overwhelmed with the amount of homework that they have. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that would help them and me. It's not self-paced right now. It's semesters. And I think that's smart because it gets people moving right through it. Although having like a little self-paced section. So yeah, the answer is I'm not super clear. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So it sounds like Number one, all of the creativity you might want to put into redesigning the content of the program can be funneled toward your marketing. Yeah. And there might be some structural pieces to shift as you scale, like giving people more breath between lessons is the smartest thing any coach can do. Yeah. <laughs> I've told, I've said this inside the club, but back when I worked with actors, I had this signature program. It was eight weeks long. Week six was nothing. No calls, no homework, no nothing. And that was in the graduation survey. That was everybody's favorite week, which I don't know what that says about my program, but they needed needed the space, right? Yeah. Okay. So I asked the question about what does it look like? Because I wanted to know, would getting more clear on the shape of a scaled program make the marketing easier? And I don't know that that's a necessary first step. I think we need to dig into the emotional block you you have around the unsexy yeah. work of building your list. Yeah, I'm really clear on the transformation that I give and the the audience is yeah. very clear to me. And I think that there are so many people who could use the program that don't do it. Like so many people come to me that have gone the wrong way. That's like the other reason that I have to do it is just I know I can help people so yes. that I have to do it. Yes. Okay, so why don't we talk about the skeeziness of musicians teaching other musicians, right? Yeah. How to 
make money on Kickstarter. So let that the yeah. part of you that gets turned off when you see other musicians doing that, yeah. give that part of you the microphone right now. What's What does that part yeah. of you have to say? Yeah, I started watching and like getting really into everybody's marketing at the beginning of my coaching mm-hmm. journey. It's just a lot of people who are musicians who are less successful musicians than I am in terms of what I consider success. It doesn't matter what success is. And that's not always the case. And then selling systems that I don't feel like work for a lot of people, but of let's do a bunch of Facebook ads. Let's do a bunch of this kind of stuff. And then if it doesn't work for people, what I've heard from my clients who've gone through those programs, like if it doesn't work, they just kind of like, well, and then abandon them. <laughs> it's like, mm. well, that's too bad. There's just a lot of like, I'm on email lists and I get an email every week and every week the email is salesy. <laughs> like it's always yeah. a sale and there's always like, there's a lot of cross promotion emails. Yep. Of like, you've got to buy this sync program and you got to buy this thing. And I never trust it. It just feels like they're looking for money. It doesn't feel like they're trying to help people. It feels like they're looking for money. And that may not be the case. I mean, I'm sure they're super nice people, but that's just their perspective I get. And then the really terrible part of my mind is like, well, if you were a truly successful musician, you'd be making music, not teaching classes. Teaching classes is way more lucrative than making music. But if you had the secret to teaching, to making music lucrative, then you'd be doing that. I don't know. I I just, I have weird... I don't think any of this is helpful, but I think it's helpful to let it out. (laughs) Yes. And let's just get really clear. None of this is weird. Hi. It's nice to meet you, human. Yeah. Right? This is normal, right? Maybe the weird people are the ones who don't have moments where they question. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right? Okay. So can you think of a successful musician who's ever taught? Oh, yeah. Lots of successful musicians teach things. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I hear you. Uh-huh. So this whole conversation could be digging into some deep inner work and maybe we'll go there, but let's just look at it. Let's mm-hmm. let our rational mind look at it and then we can let the emotional mind follow where it wants to. Mm-hmm. The people who are salesy have an audience. Yeah. There are people on their list who love that kind of messaging, who love, wow, I, there are these three experts I trust and they're always promoting each other. And to me, what that means is I found the three best. Okay. Right? Yeah, like they sense. have their audience. And it's okay if you are not their audience. But there's nothing wrong with what they're doing. They're just speaking to a different type of person. Yeah. So instead of holding back out of fear of being lumped into that category – My invitation is for you to step forward with more courage and take an even stronger stance in your own marketing. That way, the people who can really benefit from your approach, they're going to see and hear that and respond. But they can't respond if there's no invitation. Yes. Okay. I love it. What does that look like? <laughs> no, that's why this is where you come in. So what oh, okay. does that look like? <laughs> <laughs> I asked first. Yeah. Okay. Why um, don't I share what it looks like for me so we have a little bit more of a concrete framework instead yeah. of me just saying words that sound inspiring. So Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, no, I I agree, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So in practice, the first step for me is to get really clear on what results do I value for my clients? Mm -hmm. So that's the thing that air quotes here I'm selling. Okay. And I don't mean a six-figure business because we're raking in the dough, right? There's all of these other reasons why six figures matters to the members of the club, right? And that's what I talk about. So that's the first step. What are the actual tangible benefits that I value about my process? Okay. What's wrong with my industry? Mm -hmm. And can I take a stance around that? And then... What energy do I want to ride on when I'm selling or giving invitations? That last one should feel kind of uncomfortable because usually our answer, we're coaches. So I would like to ride on the energy of just helping people and giving it all away. That's what I would like to do. But really first getting clear on like, what's my stance here when it comes to the work that I do and the industry that I'm in? And then when you're selling, if it rides on that stance, the energy is just different. Yeah. Okay. So question number one. Yeah. Yes. When you look at the results that your students and clients get applying your process, Mm -hmm. what aspects of those results are the ones that are meaningful to you? Putting out their art without waiting to get permission. Mm -hmm. A deep connection with their audience Mm -hmm. where everybody is getting and giving And like they get to know each other. It's really lovely. Finding their own voice and being able to apply that everywhere. So not just in their art, but also like on social media. So they feel like they're communicating authentically. Beautiful. Yeah. Anything else? Being able to move on and make the next thing. Not being afraid to put something out and... There's so many people are stuck because they don't, they feel like they have to wait and they're just waiting for something to be finished. It's so much of what we deal with is just like, now we can move forward. Now we can climb. Now we can move on. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Making art without waiting for permission. Is that a principle you in your own artistic life live by? Yes, absolutely. Big time, right? Yeah. Creating a deep connection with your audience where everybody's giving and receiving. Is that something you in your art live by? Yes. <laughs> yes. You're rolling yeah. your eyes at me. You're like, I see where this no, is going. No, you're just, you're doing this and it's making me cry already. Oh. <laughs> like, yeah, you tricked me. <laughs> <laughs> Owning your voice and applying it everywhere. Are you doing yeah. that? Yeah. Completely. Yeah. Moving on and making the next thing. Yeah. Are you doing that? Well, right now I'm having trouble with it, but yes. <laughs> but you're in yeah. it, yeah. right? And there's a difference. Sometimes the next thing takes longer than we might hope, but yeah. you're in it, Yeah. Exactly. right? Mm-hmm. Okay. From what we just established is that there is no misalignment between what you're selling and how you live your life. No. Yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. What else do we need to discuss in order for you to give yourself permission To express your business voice fully in the same way that you express your artistic voice. I mean, that really helps. I have to say the thing that is in my head right now is like, but how do I do that? (laughs) Like, because I've had like a specific 
social media accounts for my business. And then I was just like, this is not genuine because it's only me talking about this and I need to collapse it into my regular accounts, but I don't know how to bring people into those, I guess, and express that to them. Yeah. Okay. So again, I'm just going to back it up. Yeah. I think that the fear around being inauthentic, if we look at what's true, Mm -hmm. it would be one thing if you were selling, selling these results and not living by them. Yeah. Right. But this idea that those who can't teach, we've just proven that to be garbage because you do this every day and there's therefore no better person to teach it. Yeah. That's a good point, Dallas. (laughs) Good. It makes me feel better. Yeah. Yeah. So wherever you need to put that reminder, Mm -hmm. right? We've got these, the four pillars (laughs) Mm -hmm. of your process, making art without waiting for permission, living in a deep connection with your audience where everyone's giving and receiving, owning your voice and applying it everywhere and moving on to make the next thing. That is what you laser stand for. Yeah. Right. And just embody it. And now that also gets to be the content that guides the themes that guide the content you put out and also the themes that guide the way that you sell. Yeah. So now we can get into the how a little bit. Yeah. Step number one, we got to close any account that is just for fundraising business laser. That right. People aren't following those accounts. <laughs> Right. Nobody's going to hire you because your process is so brilliant. They're going to hire you because you are brilliant. Okay. So just they're gone. Yep. If you wanted to, you could, I mean, let's be a little bit strategic about it. Perhaps you pick a three-day window where you post every day for three days. Heads up. We're moving. Right. Come follow me over here. Right. And I believe in making art without permission. So why am I? So you need to come and see where I create my art. Yep. Right. Day two, I believe in a deep connection with your audience. So please come follow me over here. This is where the action is happening. When we say close them down, you just turn them off so that people who find them accidentally know where to then go and find the real you. Great. Okay. Does that all feel clear enough to be actionable? Absolutely. I might right. keep the Facebook one just in case I need ads someday, but yeah. Yeah, keep them all. So just disable them essentially. And by disable, I mean stop posting there so that everyone who sees the most recent post, that post tells people where to go and find you. Great. Okay. That makes sense. Perfect. Okay, great. So now number two. Is number two a list building conversation? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, for sure. Right? Sure. Okay. So when you think about building your list, if you could pick any of the suggestions inside the club around list building, is there one strategy that feels most aligned or exciting for you? I have not had success with lead magnets, really, like with like, here's a free guide or whatever. I'm thinking about doing some sort of video, like a webinar kind of for a lead magnet, because I think teaching a class basically Mm -hmm. would be helpful, but I don't know where to promote the class. (laughs) So I'm like, I think I go to cross promote it with other people, but that's where I'm at. (laughs) Okay. Okay, great. So having 
let's call it an intro class. Great. Okay. Having an intro class as a lead magnet, I think it's a a rock solid lead magnet because it leans into experiential marketing. Okay. Right. So instead of a a 10 step checklist on your Kickstarter campaign, that doesn't give me the experience of working with you at all. Yeah. But an intro class really gives me the laser experience. Yeah. So I think that's a really smart idea. I will also say that the easiest lead magnet I've ever used in terms of fun to create, but also like an easy yes for subscribers has been to create a quiz. Oh, yeah. So we could talk about that if you wanted to, but and we can also put a pin in it if you really want to do a class as your first lead magnet. Yeah, I think I've thought about quizzes, but I don't remember what the ideas were at this moment. I think a quiz is a good idea, though. Okay. I think a quiz, there are possible pitfalls to quizzes, which is everybody wants to take a quiz and find out about themselves. So you can end up with a lot of riffraff on your list. (laughs) But then it's your content that helps the right people unsubscribe Right. Or stop following. But in terms of just low barrier to entry lead magnet, if the goal truly is getting more names on your list, a quiz is a really great way to go. Yeah. So let's let's put a pin in what the lead magnet looks like for a second and talk about the strategy to share your lead magnet. And then we can loop back around to what is what's the best lead magnet. Great. Okay. So I heard you say cross-promotion, which, and I almost wanted to laugh because we talked earlier about people in your industry yeah, who, I know. Promote in a way, who cross-promote and it's gross. Yeah. <laughs> so what if you took on the assignment of thinking creatively about referral partners who are not so on the nose? Yeah. I'm just thinking about inside this club, there are so many coaches who serve creatives Yeah. Who then know creatives. And I think for you, the most important thing is that these are people with aligned values and aligned business practices. Yeah. So could you challenge yourself to make a list of a dozen? Yeah. People. Aligned services. Yeah. Who, and maybe we can call them audience adjacent right? Who may not be so niche that they serve musicians who want to do a fundraising campaign, but Mm -hmm. people who serve artists. Yeah. How many did you say? 18? I said 12. 12. Great. 18 it is. 12 12 sounds good. (laughs) Okay, cool. Yeah. I could try. That sounds great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I know that's part of the class that that lead magnet swap and stuff. It just Something about that just feels weird to me, and I don't know why. Yeah. Great. So if we deconstructed it to pinpoint what feels weird so we know what to fix. Yes. What is it? I think it feels really coachy, (laughs) and I feel like... Uh, (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Totally. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I guess before I joined the club, I tried like, I did like a bunch of the webinar. Like, I was just like, what is everybody else doing? A webinar, the lead magnet, and like none of that worked for me. People join my newsletter pages that just say like, hey, join my newsletter, convert way higher than my pages that are like, hey, here's a lead magnet. Stuff that feels more just direct works better for me. And so things that are like, feel like an extra step, just something about that is like, 
okay, but we'll we'll try it. I, no, 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 no. We won't try it because it yeah. all needs to feel aligned. Yeah. Here's why. You know I'm all about habits. None yeah. of this works if you're not consistent. And yeah. if there's something on your list that you don't like doing, the odds of being consistent are next to none. Yeah. And I like what you said. It's like maybe what if I just didn't play any games and didn't make people jump through any extra hoops? Yeah. So would you be open then to doing – I'm nervous to say cross-promotion, but – so you have a list of 12 aligned services – promoting their thing or promoting their newsletter mm-hmm. or promoting their Instagram account? Is there yeah. a compromise we could make that would feel aligned and exciting for you? If First of all, just having a lead magnet doesn't seem to be aligned, but also then the lead magnet swaps. Yeah. I will say the thing that is more exciting, and I think this is in your class too, is like speaking at stuff, right? Like being a guest speaker and teaching, which is not cross-promotion. I realize I said cross-promotion, but like I've done stuff like that before and that has worked, but mm-hmm. it feels like a big step and a lot of work, but I think it would be worth it. So that, that feels more aligned to me, just like showing up and being like, like hi to this music alumni association or something and being like, I'm going to teach you some stuff. Yes. I'd like to come and guest teach a class to your audience. Yeah. That feels more aligned to me, but, also like more work, <laughs> but well, but I, yeah, if it's work you like doing, yeah. Right. Like promoting a lead magnet that you don't believe in sure sounds like a lot of work. Yeah, that's true. Okay. Let's break down the process. Okay. Step one is still to have a list yeah. of aligned services. Mm-hmm. Step two is to create your class. Yeah. How can I help you with that? Okay. My idea is I can teach a mini version and I have taught a mini version of my, that's like the best audience. Like what did your audience need to be? So it's the ideal crowdfunding audience is one version of the class. The other class that I think I'm kind of excited about teaching is 35 music videos you can make for $35 or less because a lot of my class is making people start making content and like get over themselves. (laughs) And I think a lot of people are just like, well, I can't make a music video. And I think trying to go and be like, you can make a music video. Here are 35 videos that I have made for basically nothing. And then the end of that is like, if you want to know what to do with these to actually grow your audience, I can help. Yes. Does that make sense as a pitch? It does. It does. So think about the people who just enrolled in your program. Yeah. Are they solution aware that Mm -hmm. music videos are even connected to crowdfunding? Like, are they bought in to that solution? It's a good question, Dallas. So what I got from my Spark interviews was that Mm -hmm. the language is way more around true fans than it is around crowdfunding. A lot of people, they don't even know that they want crowdfunding. (laughs) And that was my, one of my big problems before is like pitching, like if people know they want crowdfunding, I'm an extremely easy sell, but a lot of people don't know that they want that. They just want a bigger audience and some money. Yeah. Can we just do a commercial break for the spark interviews? Yeah. (laughs) So good. I love, and it's so obvious. Of course, we're supposed to talk to our audience and we 
forget or I forget, right? And then, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now we're back. <laughs> yeah. So, so they, they just wanted to find the audience that's looking for them. Yes. Yeah. So maybe that's the class that's, how that's to find the, the audience that's, that's looking for you. Yes. It's a, a freebie, right? That's a, it's the add on. It's the fa- fast action bonus or something like that. Yeah, for sure. So what we want to think about, if you're guest teaching, it's Mm -hmm. highly likely that you will not be invited to pitch at these these events. So the goal is audience building, to use your language, but also list building. Yeah. So you'll want to think about what resource do I share with people in order to get them out of Zoom and on my list? Honestly, if you're guest teaching, I think the smartest, air quotes here, lead magnet uh, that accompanies a guest teaching event is your class outline. Mm. Yeah, 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 like your slides or whatever, yeah. Your slides or even your bullet points, a Google Doc, you can make it really easy. Mm -hmm. But structurally, what that would look like is, hey, everybody, I'm Laser. Here's what I'm teaching you today. Before we even get started, everybody pull out your phone. Right? I want to give you the notes to this yeah. class so you don't have you don't miss a thing and then you have them opt in to your list that way. And I do recommend saying that at the beginning as well as at the end. Otherwise, it's like great content and people feel so inspired that they're distracted from actually taking the next steps and opting in. Yes. I'm okay. so good at mailing list building for my band, Dallas. I'm so good at it and I'm so bad at it for this. It's so funny. It's How great. is it different? I don't know. It's not. So, it's not. okay. Yeah. <laughs> but like everything you're saying, I'm like, yeah, that's what you do at a show. It's great. That's exactly it. Absolutely. And then, but I mean, some of it's different is because my coaching business has taken off during co- quarantine, right? So everything mm-hmm. has been virtual and my band has been, a lot of it has been online, uh, it has been in person. So it's different in a yeah. way, but. But not really. Okay. Not really. Step number one, we're closing your other, your business social accounts. Step Great. number two, we're throwing away the idea of a lead magnet that does not land for you. Great. Step number three, we have a list of aligned services where you can offer to guest teach. Great. The list builder when you're guest teaching is just your class notes. Great. You're such a pro at what you do. Do you need any feedback or need to talk through at all the structure of the guest class? I don't know. Is it different than a webinar or is it? Yeah, I'm good at teaching, I think. Yeah, I think so. The one thing I'm a little nervous about is that you're not so good at seeding or selling. Mm, Yeah. So perhaps check out the foolproof webinar formula. And I don't want you to get all coachy about it. Okay, but I do want you to look at, I can't remember which video number it is, but it's where I talk about the six S's, and one of the S's is seeding. So you can even ignore the other S's if they don't resonate for you, but listen closely to the seeding piece. Because if you do a great job of seeding, you don't have to sell. Okay. You get to the point where people, after you guest teach, are messaging you saying, how do I take your course? Great. Okay. Great. Sounds like a party. So now our routine will be once a month, your guest teaching. Perfect. When that feels graceful and easy, twice a month, your guest teaching. Okay. <laughs> it went from perfect to 
Awkward Seems like a lot. Great. I'm okay. here for it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's and, fine. You know, let's not forget that you have your band and you're mm-hmm. creating a musical and there's all of this other stuff. So it's okay if your business doesn't grow rapidly, Laser. Okay. <laughs> okay. I appreciate that permission, actually. That helps. It's funny. I've just been noticing in my own business this year, my business looks exactly like what I want it to. So what am I... What am I trying to change? Like, oh, what if I could just be totally content and happy with what it looks like instead of always looking for the next thing or putting this pressure on myself to grow? Like, why? Yeah. Yeah. But that's a really good point. It really helps talking about my values aligning and with what my band does actually really helps a lot because that gives me ideas of what I can be talking about too. So, yeah. I think I've always kept them separate and that's so silly. And I think that that's especially bringing the band more into the coaching yeah. content, I think would be great. Well, it's going to erase that voice that says those who can't yeah. teach because you are, you're, you, you can, right? Yeah. And then I also want you to, every time you guest teach as part of the intro, Talk about these four pillars, why you do what you do. That's a good idea, yeah. That's how you find your people. The people who value those things are your perfect match clients and students. Excellent. All right, let's take a break, and then I want to come back and just add the next layer to this so that it feels sustainable and graceful and inspiring to you. Wonderful. Great. All right, we'll be right back. Wouldn't it be great if you could just build your business focusing on your strengths? I see too many coaches struggling to fit into a certain mold and they ignore the easy path. So let's put an end to that. What I want you to do is go to dallastravers.com slash quiz. I've put together a 45 second superpower quiz designed to reveal two things. Number one, The very next step in your business, whether that's list building, client attraction, or scaling with a course. And number two, the natural strength you possess to help you accomplish that task. When you get your results, you'll also get a custom built toolkit with actionable items you can put in place right away to finally make this growth path simpler because you're doing what you do best. So the link again is dallastravers.com slash quiz. Go and check it out and then let me know on Instagram how you scored. Okay, Laser, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. I feel like I already have a lot to do, so I'm really excited that it gets to keep going. I'm so happy. Oh, okay. Okay, (laughs) good. Good, good, good. All right. So let's pivot a little bit toward, if this aligns for you, it may not be where you want to go, but I am aware that I just said, great, anything that's too coachy or anything that we're teaching that doesn't work, throw it away. Mm-hmm. And I would love to hear from you. How do you know if you're throwing it away for the right reasons? Oh, yeah. It feels like my specific group of musicians yeah. that work with me are people who, at least some of them, have gone through the super coachy programs and they haven't worked. 
Yeah. And yeah, exactly. And so I kind of would like to demonstrate that I am a contrast from that. I am a, a coach and like I do serve that purpose in the class and I'm here to like support people, but I'm I'm cool. <laughs> I'm not cool, but I'm like a I'm a nerd and I'm here to like be one-on-one with people and I think I'm very much about saying exactly what's happening. Yep. But then there's also the like using your language and like the client search stuff or like adapting that to me pretty closely really helped. <laughs> I have to say like trusting the Dallas path is a very smart thing to do. <laughs> so I don't want to move too far away from it, I guess. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. Tell me if this would work when we may just have to test it, but I wonder if it would be, all right, I'm learning X. So let's use lead magnet swaps as an example. Okay. All right. So lead magnet swaps. Uh, This feels like it's not quite me. I'm just Mm -hmm. aware of that. I'm not throwing it away. If I were taking this idea and applying it to my band, Mm. what would that look like? And then using that. that as the framework to then apply it back to your business. That's really good. I think that's that really good recipe. That's that really unlocked something for me just now, really? actually, because that's we've been growing our list on Instagram recently, which is something I would never do for my business. But why wouldn't I do that for my business? That's so interesting. <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> it's the same. It's the yeah. Same. I feel like there's been somewhere inside of you where a curtain has been drawn. So I get to be creative and expressive and real in my marketing when it comes to the band, because I'm not marketing. I'm creating a deep connection with my audience where everyone's giving and receiving. Yeah. And then in the business, it's just like businessy and different and has to be strategic and can't be a love fest. I think it's like, because there are rules right and and i think some of this was internalized before i joined the club but like mm-hmm. of how often you do the webinar and then you can share some information but not all the information and and like the stuff of like how professional you have to seem and how much information and how you're always like the seating and stuff and i think it just feels like a lot but i don't think it has to be Well, it feels like a lot if it's not you. I would love to just see you take on this process with everything you learn about your business. Great. If it's aligned, run with it. If not, how would I tweak this to apply to my band? And how do I bring it back to my business? Because you're very good at marketing your band Mm because you don't think of it as marketing your band. And this is just you expressing and it works. So why not apply that to your business? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why not, but yes, let's try it. Great. Okay. <laughs> it's a very funny block that I have and I appreciate you working with me on it. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. It's always interesting. The rules we make up in our heads and I, who knows how we got them or where they came from, but yeah. I mean, part of it is like always been that the band is not just me and talking about just myself has always been weird for me. Yeah. So that's an interesting block in my head, but yeah. But what you're really talking about is art without permission, deep connection mm-hmm. with your audience, owning your voice and applying it everywhere and moving on to make the next thing. That's, you're not promoting your business. That's what you're promoting. Yeah. Yeah. That feels good. Great.
would the band ever perform without announcing the next show, the mailing list, the no. never. Yeah. Right. Okay. Same. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. This is coming together. Cause yeah, I can see myself. It's really easy right now. Cause it's a lot of like celebrating my clients and stuff. And that's great because that's a story that I can tell, but also talking about my own process of what I'm working on in the band is basically the process of the class. So that's something I can talk about as well. Completely. Yeah. And just preaching about the importance mm -hmm. of making your art without waiting for permission. Yeah. Right? That's a content pillar for you now. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. All right. So you said this is starting to come together. So walk yeah. us through <laughs> how this is coming together and what it might look like for you moving forward. My big thing is going to be writing this class, hanging out with my sister's dog, who's very loud, finding some places to teach it. It's going to be a big step. I have some ideas. And so I think just putting together a list will be one of my biggest next steps. I think of five club members who yeah. would love to have you guest teach to their audiences. Oh, cool. Right awesome. off the top of my head. Great. Well, I'll go in the club too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that sounds awesome. Working on that is the next thing mm -hmm. I want to do. And then I think, I think just making my socials more instructive and celebratory of the things that I care about. I think I'm probably going to write those yeah. pillars down somewhere big and maybe like every week, make sure to have something out about that. Yeah. Or even just develop the practice of everything you're posting that isn't organic in the spur of the moment, like yeah. baking zucchini bread kind of posts, Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Asking yourself, which pillar does this connect to? Oh, Not cool. because it has to, but just so that you strengthen the uh, the awareness of the fact that it is all usually connected back to one of these pillars. Yeah, that's smart. I like that. Great. Good. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to touch on today before we wrap up? I don't think so. I feel good. I feel like I have a lot to do. And that was the goal. So good. <laughs> <laughs> I know good. what's next. So that's good. Nice. My big takeaways from our conversation, and then I'd love to hear yours. Mm -hmm. Number one, when we really get clear on what's underneath the result, what really matters about the results our clients get, that can inform our entire marketing plan. Yeah. The other big one for me, Laser, was looking at areas of our lives where we have a track record or things feel easy and using that as a template for other areas of our lives where things don't feel quite as easy or natural. Yeah. What about yeah. you? Any takeaways? I think getting a little bit of clarity on like making sure I want what I'm, my goal is, is helpful. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. Just kind of setting that intention more clearly is going to be a big goal. And then knowing how I feel about the coachy stuff and setting that boundary and, Making sure that I think you're, I, I kind of needed to hear that in order to do marketing well, it needs to feel natural to me. And I think that that's going to be a really big help going forward. It's like, this, this doesn't feel right. Let's find a way to make it feel right. Yeah. And there's a difference between this doesn't feel right, therefore I'm not doing it. Mm -hmm. And this doesn't feel right. Let me dig a little deeper. Yeah. Great. 
Good. Well, I enjoyed every moment of this conversation and I'm so glad you came on the show today. Thank you. Thank you, Dallas. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you to our listeners. We'll see you back here next week. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things <laughs> to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers biz mentor. You can do that now and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week. 